Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today is the day that we're going to read again on this day. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. That's what we're doing. Two semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book to an amazing group of people. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yep. And And today we're going to read Matthew 18. (laughs) Yes. The greatest in the kingdom. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him, and he put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn... Right? Yeah, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child on this, like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What well, sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. So, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand, one foot, than to be thrown into the eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out, throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. Parable of the lost sheep. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he'll rejoice over it more than the ninety-nine that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. Correcting another believer. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Mm-hmm. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person like a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Parable of the unforgiving debtor. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors... Who was brought in owed him billions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man who had forgiven, who he had forgiven. And said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't uh, you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man into prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. All right. Okay. That's the reading today. That's pretty cool. Good reading. Good one. Good stuff. You could do a, mm-hmm. you could do a whole series just on that one chapter. Yeah.
<laughs> Might be a good idea. Let's do it last year. Let's do it last year. <laughs> All right, Chip. So, so what? Yeah. Man, there's some good so what's in This here. is so easy. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we are. If someone sins against you, yep. go talk to them about yep. it. Yep. Just go talk to them about it. Yep. You know, and we all know that that is very simple, but very hard to do. Yeah, easy and to say. Easy to say, hard to do. Yep. But I, I got to tell you, I mean, we talk to everybody else about it, yep. except the person that we yep. need to talk about it. So true. And I want to be so bold to say nine times out of ten, if we go just talk to that person, there is going to be some sort of reconciliation that's going to take place. And what people do is they, 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 um, they talk to everybody else or they don't, they don't talk to anybody, you know, about it. And you just kind of move on and it festers. Yep, and it comes out the next time. And it creates this disunity mm-hmm. and it's all kinds of, you know, um, uh, implosion and eventually explosion. And, yeah, it just, it, it's just not good. So, you know, it, it's, I'm trying, you know, I've tried to get better at this. Um, in, in my personal life, and it is not easy, and and and, and there can be conflict. I mean, even in my, uh, you know, my my with my marriage, my family, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you know I think, oh, I'm not even gonna bring it up, and you know, and you know, pick your battles. People say, pick your battles, and sometimes we say, okay, I'm not gonna pick this battle, and really, I should have talked about it, you know, and, you know, I was offended or hurt by it, and you should talk about it. And conflict isn't a bad thing; it could be a god thing, good thing. When, you know, you can get better and stronger and, and you got to, I find out things that I have, I've told a story in my head so far down the road. Oh yeah. A different road. Yep. And <laughs> it was not even close. Yes. And thank the Lord. I went to that person and found out the truth. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know how we're not going to, this is clear. You know, we can go on and on about what you do next, but let's just start with this. I think we start with this. Mm-hmm. It can help. So the question is, who who do you need to talk to? Yeah. And I would say, you know, um, just, just simply ask them the question. You know, maybe, you know, ask them the question about what's going on or, or, or what this, why did you say this or did you say this or, you know, um, what do you think or, about me or in the situation? You know, just kind of ask some questions and, and go in, you know, just trying to, to understand and, and and figure things out because again, they might say something that's just, you are way off base. Yep. I know I'm many times off base and it's so good to have the conversation and you're going to feel really good later, you know, when you can work it out. So, and if it doesn't work out, Jesus gives you some next steps. Yeah, that's there absolutely true. And, uh, so let's say you go to that person or whatever, um, you know, and you, they're like, yeah, okay. I was wrong. Yeah. You know, this is what this tells me about yeah. Jesus. And it's something I say frequently. And it's something I have to remind myself of frequently. And it's something I'm walking in right now. I have been forgiven more than I will ever need to forgive. Mm-hmm. What this tells me about God is he has forgiven a debt that is far greater than any debt any other person on this planet. No matter how they hurt you or harm you. No matter how they come after you. You have hurt God more than that person could ever hurt you. And God has forgiven your debt. If you have accepted Christ, God has forgiven your debt. So, that's what it tells me about God. He's a forgiver. And because he's a forgiver, he expects his people to be forgivers. I love that. Short one today, hard one today. (laughs) I will be forgiven more than I 
ever need to forgive. It's so true. Yep. Quote Eric Mosher on that today. Posted yes. all over the place. That is great. So. That is really good. So. Thank so. you, Chip. Appreciate that. So, you guys, hard passage, great passage. Thank you for joining us today. Short day. Yeah, we're going to give you a little break today. Yeah. Just uh, a little over eight minutes. Yeah. So go ahead. Hit we can the keep snooze, talking. If hit the snooze button. <laughs> head back to bed for a little bit. Grab All a right. snack. Have a good one today. Make it a good day. Yes, indeed. Make it a great day. That's right. Make it a great day and have a happy birthday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>